Do you know a lot of Spanish? Ocho Cinco. That's about it. <laughs> as long as he is on a back of a football jersey, I know it all Spanish. Would <laughs> yeah. what would you change your name to if it had to be for like, you know, football cool celebrity reasons? Probably Curtis Hung. Oh, that's my like alter ego. <laughs> that's, oh, that's your name that you would choose. Curtis yeah, yeah. Hung. Okay. Yeah, why yeah, why Curtis Hung? <laughs> um Sounds kind of Japanese. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's because I'm, I'm Asian. <laughs> You're right, but yeah, why why Curtis Hung? Uh, well, it's um, a nickname my girlfriend gave me. Your girlfriend? Dis- okay, so is this like got a sexual connotation to it? No, nah, it just has a nice ring to it. It's kind of kind of. But <laughs> <laughs> so, so does Marilyn Manson. <laughs> But you don't, yeah, you decide that either. I mean, you, why? So Curtis, maybe, what about Kurt Hung? Or maybe that, that kind of sounds like curtain hung. <laughs> <laughs> like I hung a curtain. <laughs> Kurt, middle name, in. Yes. In mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have any like pet names for her? Catherine Wang? <laughs> yeah, Margaret Chow. <laughs> Mar- yeah. <laughs> She's not even Korean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I call her Margaret Cho. <laughs> no, that's cool. Is this the same woman that is older than you? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Whoa. Now, is is this something you want to get into? I mean, we don't have to like get into the gory details, but you are dating, shall we say, an older woman. Yeah, definitely. She's uh, twice my age. And you are how old? I just turned 26. Okay, so twice the age of 26. That means she's 102? <laughs> uh, she just turned a uh, big 5 She turned 5-0. Okay, so what did you do on her 50th birthday? Uh, nothing, really. She, she, well, well, she was a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <you>? Guys, <laughs> women, women, he's taken. <laughs> um, uh, well, she it was real like, sensitive about her birthday. She wanted to be clearly. by herself. So, oh, okay. Uh, kind of. There wasn't I really that. much I, I could do, really. Certain women, yeah, they don't like their birthdays. Yeah. I, I mean, I understand, like, at a certain age, you know, you're probably not like, oh, boy, I got another year older. Yay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, a little tough, uh, little tough sub- subject there, but I definitely... But she looks hot still, right? I oh, mean, definitely. Because that's the only reason why you would be dating her, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. That's the only reason why I date women is only for their looks. <laughs> <laughs> Always is. Yep. So. Um, that's my new motto. Looks only. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, no, that's not it. Uh, that's probably why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, how'd you guys meet? Like, uh, um, at a bingo parlor. <laughs> she was my tutor. And... No, uh, <laughs> coincidentally, she was um John Johnson. She was his neighbor. Oh, right. Okay, and okay. I, yeah, and I used to hang out with uh, John Johnson quite a bit at his place, and uh, she came over. I met her a couple times. When he was having uh, the open mic at his house? No, no, we were just like, I would meet him, myself, his girlfriend, we would just mm-hmm. hang around at his place and uh, play cards, do whatever, and then every once in a while, she, she would drop by. Uh, my you guys were like bridge partners? <laughs> Always, just because you know, she's got more experience. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Was, right, I get uh, it. It was but, uh, strategy. <laughs> yeah. At first. At definitely. first, yeah. then love. Stra- <laughs> strategy first, then love. 
I get it. But. So so, <laughs> uh, so you were hanging out with her for a little bit, playing cards, and then you were like, "Hey, John, man, your neighbor's kind of hot. Like, what's up with her?" I was. And then he was like, listen, Haystack, <laughs> I think that you should totally Haystack her up and also put it in her Haystack. In a haystack. In, in a haystack. <laughs> behind it. Behind yeah. a haystack. Uh, no, I was, we were hanging out and then mm-hmm. her and I, I was trying to like, you know, I was single, you know, whatever, and she was hot and I was trying to hit on her and this and that, but for a while she would always shoot me down. <laughs> Right, because you're like her like grandson's age. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just yeah. So she's yeah, and And you're like, listen, I can do whatever those older guys can do, (laughs) only better. And I can even talk in a manly voice like this. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah, it was. I kept hanging out, uh, you know, talking, and then eventually one thing led to another, and and you got on her AARP card. (laughs) (laughs) That's tight. I'm still tight. Still and how around. long ago was this? How long have you been? Uh, over a year, actually. Uh, That's tight. August. August is uh, was a year. And you don't talk about any of this on stage. Uh, yeah. I, I, Which would assume, in me, obviously, thinking like, this is be gold, you know? Yeah, I definitely have a couple jokes that are good, but I definitely go after the easy stuff. You know, she doesn't know how to work a computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is yeah. she cool with you talking about her on stage? Have you brought it up? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely run all my jokes by her. Um, but I, I definitely try for like every joke about her. I try to have a joke about me being so young. Right. So like and the, like the, the age gap is the funny. Yeah. And I, I definitely try to exaggerate the age gap. I try to make it seem where she's older than what she really is and I'm younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, like mm-hmm. That's good. So That's, I could totally see that working. Because I don't do it in a spiteful, mean kind of way. I try to you know, playful. And does it normally work? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, mm, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like most jokes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they it's work. <laughs> definitely. depends on the crowd. I actually did one time, the older girlfriend jokes, a lady came up after the show and she's like, is that, is that girlfriend stuff true? And I was like, yeah, it's true. She's like, cause I'm 51. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and I think you're so cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, and I was on the phone with my girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, Thanks. Do you want to have a three-way? <laughs> Between the three of us, we have over 200 years' experience. So, yeah, it's a lot of lube and Geritol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm down for that. That sounds like a great night. <laughs> yeah, it's like swings. It's like walkers and chains. <laughs> <laughs> To this comics life, this is me, your host, D. Williams, aka Daryl Williams, aka Dumbass, aka Dude that's hanging out with another dude that's just another awesome stand up comedian and friend and just fellow, uh, just cool guy. And I'm talking about Cody Mocklin. Greetings. Now, do a lot of people uh, screw up your last name? Mocklin? Mocklin? Yeah, it's pronounced uh. Modulin. Modulin. Okay. Yeah. I don't even think I did that after you said it. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, 
Yeah, it's like a like modular home. Mm-hmm. But... So Modulin. Yeah. Got it. Modulin. Did I say that at the beginning? Uh, no. Nah, I... I think I said Modulin. <laughs> uh, most common mess up is Moglin. Moglin? Mogwai? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. Where does that uh, come from besides your dad? Uh, I'm not too sure. Uh, English, if I had to guess. But. <laughs> you know what's so funny is I try to tell other people that too, where like, you know, sometimes white guys, they don't really care about like where they came from. It's yeah. just like, uh, I'm a white guy. I came from uh, Chino. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they don't like uh, seek out their heritage or whatever, but uh, it's hard for a lot of other people, especially other ethnicities, to be like, what? You don't care about where you (laughs) came from? You're like, no, no, not really. (laughs) Is what it is. And I always think I'm always like a mutt where it's like, you know, oh, I'm I'm never like full blooded, you know, one thing or the other. It's like, no, my family, like they fucked a lot in Europe. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to ha- hard to have pride in that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I have a lot of pride in that they were promiscuous. <laughs> well, yeah, but... <laughs> and that they had uh, enough sense and wherewithal to have me. <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> no, but uh, Cody, that sounds definitely like a, a guy that looks like you. Yeah, I think so. I definitely grown into it. I think. What's but... the middle name? Mm. You don't have to give it out if you don't want to. I will, but uh, it's uh, it's it's Earl. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Cody Earl. Yeah. Cody Earl Modlin. Modlin. <laughs> Modlin. Modlin. Uh, Modlin. I like that. I like Modlin better. Yeah. I wish. Cody uh, Modlin. Yep. So, uh, yeah. It was, well, I, I wanted to change my name for a while to, uh, for on stage, just Earl Youngman. You definitely like, uh, what about Earl Hungman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, keeping it up yeah. with the Curtis Hung. You know, change yeah. it. It's a hybrid. Well, I, yeah. Well, I, I figured the Youngman, because I would, it's spelled Young Man. And then if I just do a bunch of older girlfriend material, it would just play into, play into that. I like it. But Earl Youngman sounds like, you know, you're like a 40 year old Jew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, old Henny Youngman. I got a brother in law who's a karate expert. Join the army. First time I saluted, he killed himself. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take my old girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on a stretcher. <laughs> you could definitely do that. You could be the new young version of that. <laughs> Any young? Yeah, called Earl Earl Youngman. <laughs> okay, so you were discussing with me earlier off the air about uh, your first experience at the Ha Hook Cafe, which is a club out here in L.A., and it does a lot of uh, open mics as well as, uh, you know, just different shows. But it is kind of like a, a pay-to-play model. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, well, the first show that I did, is, they said it was a showcase, but definitely a bringer. Uh, I had to bring five people um, for eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I didn't have five people I could take, so I just offered to buy the tickets, and they were cool with that. Did that, and they were kind of. It seemed like they were kind of pissed a little bit that I didn't bring anybody and just kind of showed up by myself. And right, you know, but uh, yeah, because it's not that you're just bringing people for you; you're bringing people for yeah, all the other the club, s- yeah, people exactly. Um, which I totally get. He he, he was kind of pissed. It seemed like at first, but then he was like, "Well, I only told you a week in in advance, so he's like, I'll let you go up." And then I was like, "All right, whatever, cool." And then they ended up putting me up first, and that which was, makes sense. Yeah. Which I, you know, whatever. But uh, I'd never done a club in that. This was your first like book show, so to speak. Yeah. So I was a little nervous, but went on stage, um, did my time, did really well. How um, many people do you think were in the audience? There was quite a bit, maybe twenty to thirty, I'd say. Mm-hmm. There was quite a bit. Um, so a decent crowd, and they were susceptible to what you were throwing down. Yeah, they were a good crowd. Did my time, got off, and 
they they like my stuff. They offered me to come back next month again on a Sunday. Again, I had to bring people. Of course. Um, so did you get a chance to bring people then? Yeah, I brought. I just brought two haystacks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and was it good enough, or were they like, no, that's not five? No, they were cool with it uh, because it was better better than my first time. Uh, and it was the owner. The first time it was the booker who was running the show. The second time it was the owner, and he liked it. But I fucked up where I, I did a good set, but it was eight minutes, and I didn't even. I got off stage before the light. Like I ran out of shit to say. Oh, so you went short. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and he didn't like that. He didn't like it, but he liked my stuff. That's interesting. Yeah, you don't hear a lot of people that that go less than the time yeah you hear a lot about when people go over their time <laughs> yeah because i well what i did was and i the second show wasn't as many people w- weren't there right. um the first time the crowd was really good so i had a bunch of like laugh a uh, bunch of time in between jokes because of laughter um and then the second show i still got laughs but it wasn't as long the waves weren't as long mm. so i went through my stuff just quicker right and right by the time i was done i was like i did a couple of like new jokes that i'd done like once or twice at open mic <laughs> you need yeah. to tell the booker that like hey uh my stuff usually works if i have longer laugh breaks <laughs> yeah uh, by the way uh, thanks for not having that <laughs> yeah laugh longer people yeah uh why didn't you have your audience uh why didn't you prep them and say uh, laugh longer people <laughs> this guy doesn't have enough material <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need an average of uh one minute laugh break <laughs> To do that. Uh, otherwise, I'm yeah. out. And, uh, yeah, don't worry. You could take a piss in between the laugh breaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just keep laughing while you're pissing, please. No, I've had those moments where, like, I had, I think I've talked about it on this before, where, like, I had a, a moment where a dude hit me up on Facebook, like a booker, and they were, like, saying, yeah, yeah come on to this show. You know, it's going to be cool, blah, blah, blah. They didn't say anything about bringing people. All they said was, just promote it. And sure. I was like, okay, no problem. I can promote the shit out of this. And of course, like, even though I promote it, did I bring anybody out? Nope. It's still, you know, just me. Yeah. So I show up. And then as soon as I show up, it turns into a different poker that is actually hosting. Damn. And they're totally not even aware, like, who I am. And like, I have to like, you know, prove to them and show the flyer, like, Hey, see that name? That's me. <laughs> Jeez. And then of course they're like, well, did you bring five people? And I was like, I didn't know I had to. And they're like, didn't the guy that told you when he was hitting you up, like bring five people. And I was like, all he said was promote it. <laughs> Damn. So then the dude straight up goes, well, I guess you're not on the show. Fuck. So then I was like, oh, wait, well, this isn't going to like deject me. This isn't going to like tear me down. What was that one song? Uh, This ain't going to break my stride. Uh. This ain't going to hold me down. Whoa. <laughs> I got to keep on moving. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway. I decide, like, well, fuck this. I'm going to go bark and then, like, try to get people to come in because it was, like, L.A. and a pretty busy street. Yeah. And so I actually get four people to, like, come in off the street to come see this free comedy show. So then I fucking go over to the dude and say, hey, see those four people over there? They're from me. So what's up? Can I come? Like, can I do the show? And he literally goes over to those four people talks to them for a minute and have the and like I could see them like talking to him and then they look at me and point at me so he's literally asking yeah, like who, who brought, brought you yeah. here damn <laughs> he had to like prove it to like he didn't even want to take my word for it so then 
after he has that chat, he comes back to me and goes, I'll give you three minutes. When I was supposed to originally get ten. Fuck. And then, of course, like, there was, like, eight people that showed up that didn't bring anybody, but he already knew already that got on, the, that got put on the show that weren't even on the list. Oh, God. <laughs> so I ended up going on, like, 13th or something on a show that was billed for five. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> for three minutes, too. Jesus. Yeah. And then I was like, awesome. This is L.A. comedy. <laughs> yeah. Woo! I'm living the dream! (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Yeah, but then, of course, like, I tell a lot of comics this, and I get two camps. You know, I get a lot of... I get certain people that are, like, sympathetic and go, like, dude, bro, I I feel your pain. I've I've been through that, and I know it, and it sucks. And then there's another group that are like, yeah, dude, suck it up. Fucking, what are you, fucking puss? (laughs) Like, yeah, boo-hoo. We all got horror stories about shitty mics. You should have already known that it was a bringer show, you dipshit. (laughs) Yeah, it was... Yeah, it's shitty, though. It is shitty. It's just, that's the thing, though, is that, like, we were talking about before, it's, it would help if you had the guy that would be like, here's how you do it, bro. Yeah. A mentor. You know, somebody that could, like, that has been there before that would tell you certain things that, hey, you know what? Before you do this and fuck it up royally, let me show you how to not do this huh? and fuck it up royally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously, a lot of comics don't get that. They're kind of just doing it by the seat of their pants. And they run into experiences where you're like, well, that was an experience. Never going to do that again. You know, yeah, yeah you learn the hard way, but am I not going to do comedy anymore? No, it's yeah. just that's one experience. You know, now I can talk about it on the podcast with semi-fond memories. So obviously, um, I'm assuming this isn't your first girlfriend. Uh, no, it's uh, my second, like, real, uh, well, long-term mm-hmm. uh, relationship. And are you normally attracted to older women? Uh, I'd say so, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's not really that I'm attracted to older women per se, but it really doesn't matter the age or you just don't like having sex with condoms. <laughs> no, uh, she's a. Uh, Surprisingly, I actually have to still pretty strict about that, but because mm-hmm. she doesn't <laughs> trust you with <laughs> <Yeah>. the clap, <laughs> I, uh, youngster. Yeah, I get it. So, um, so, well, <laughs> I dated an older chick once, and I wouldn't say uh, she was double my age. I'd say she was maybe twelve years older than me, and uh, she was definitely DTF and crazy, but also DTF. Yeah, I mean. It's definitely gotten to a point where it's not about the physical aspect, really. It has surprised, like, a, it's kind of amazed me, really, that it's gone as far as it has and, like, how real it, I mean, despite the age gap, it, it's definitely something that I've never experienced and it's very like, pure in a way, you know. It's, it's pretty crazy, but. Have you asked her, like, all those, like, things, like, where were you when JFK was shot? And... <laughs> I definitely try to, yeah, I definitely try to uh, get a taste of history. Right. That's what I would ask her all the time. Like, where were you when this happened? And like, how old were you? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And I, then also, I assume, yeah, she has kids and like an, an ex-husband. And Yeah, no, it's definitely, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, you know. Have you met any of her family? No, not, not yet. Because, I mean, she lives in, in a different state. Wait, what? <laughs> 
What? <laughs> the plot thickens. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a long distance thing. Um, How? What state? I mean, you don't have to get out. Yeah, it's like, uh, I mean, you don't have to say like her literal address. But yeah, like, I mean, it's driving distance, but it's okay. Like a so hours. it's either Nevada or Arizona. <laughs> that's nuts it's one of those and you do this you when was the last time like how often do you drive out there um well she definitely comes down here more yeah uh last last time i was out there it was a while ago a couple months for sure so she moved from john johnson's neighbor and she said i'm out yeah she well she was living both here and there she's jet setting well <laughs> and she's like balling <laughs> I can see now why you're into her. Um, this woman, like, she totally, like, makes it rain on you and stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not, That's a yes. Not, nah. That's a total yes. Nah, it's definitely. Everything you're wearing right now, that watch, that's all from her. You're like uh, her, like, oof. sugar. Like I never thought about that. <laughs> not the watch, but. She's her. <laughs> she's your sugar mama. This is uh-huh. awesome. Like, you're living the dream. Well, yeah, I was, but. And no, get me wrong, I still am, but it's not, it's not, not about materialistic things either, but uh, (laughs) it's definitely nice, but it's not why I'm with her. Right, I get it. You have to say this because you're probably assuming she's listening, but I I understand off the air, you'll let me know that it's completely because uh, she's giving you uh, Rolexes and uh, diamond studded uh, skateboards. Uh, yeah, well, she said if I ever get a skateboard, she's going to break up with me. <laughs> That's tight. I get that. Yeah. So, what other stuff do you normally talk about on stage? Uh, well, a lot of my stuff... You do like a lot of one-liner stuff. I wouldn't say one-liner, but... Yeah, I would it's say definitely you, short you, you definitely talk about a lot of different things in a three, you know, five-minute set. Yeah, you know, I I don't really have a whole bunch of things that I do talk about, but if I do have like a s- certain topics, sex would be one, drugs would be one. Um, <laughs> the go-tos. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I feel uh, like a lot of uh, early uh, comedians, their first year or so, it's always going to kind of lend itself to those types of things. And at least like, uh, you know, personal experiences usually involving those things. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. Well. Do you remember your first? joke or your first like set uh not my well yeah my first joke that really got the ball rolling i never used it but uh how did it go you this was the first one you wrote down yeah yeah and i i the first joke that i was like okay i finally wrote a joke because i'd always like try to write shit prior but it was never really i never really thought it was a joke but the first one i went or the first one i wrote down is that i met this lady at the bar she, oh, she just kept going on and on about how she keeps it real. Um, <laughs> I keep it real. <laughs> yeah. She keeps it real. Hey, um, hey, hey, Cody, Dakota, <laughs> whatever your name is, I keep it real. I, keep it, <laughs> I keeps it real. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, she keeps everything real, um, all organic food, uh, non-GMO, you know, Everything, just everything organic. Oh, okay. So she keeps her food real. Like, I thought she just, that that's her motto, like, in life. Like, <laughs> you know, I keep it real. Like, I just tell everybody, you know, the truth. Every time when they don't want to hear it, if they want to hear it, who cares? Well, I keep it real. She's from Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> so she did have an accent. Uh, yeah, but I wasn't really, so, yeah. She keeps it real, all organic food, non-GMO, organic mm. everything. Right. I, I don't really remember exactly what she was talking about because I was too busy staring at her fake titties. 
That's the joke? That, yeah, that was my very first one I wrote down. I don't even think I ever used That's it. That's a Steve Harvey joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's where you just did the delivery where it's like, this lady talking to me about GMOs. All I can see is her boo obese. <laughs> Uh, that was the first one, and then my first set was at John Johnson's uh, Haystack Showtime thing. at his house, or it is like uh, no, is that, oh, is that, is that the bar at Blackpool? Yeah. And uh, so, how long have you been doing comedy? Not that long, then. No, it was um, <clears throat> January will be two years. Okay. So yeah, and I was real nervous, and I I didn't know really how to start, you know, like what to do, anything. But I um, I found John. I just I. I was looking on Facebook comedians. I found John. He lived in Huntington. I hit him up and I was like, "Hey, do you know of any open mics?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm, just, I'm starting one." He's and like, the- "Yo, Haystack, I am. <laughs> I do know where those mics are. They're in my house <laughs> and at the bar I frequent." <laughs> so cool that you hit me up. Yeah, it was kind of weird. And then, and then you became besties. Yeah, I mean, because you know, I didn't really know anybody. You know, I. I, well, I didn't know anybody, and then he was kind of my... So you're not kinda, from HB? I'm not from California, actually. Yeah, where where are you hail uh, from? I'm from Indiana, actually, originally. Whoa, yeah. Gary? <laughs> That's too scary for me. But uh, <laughs> now nah, I'm from southern Indiana, actually. Okay, so then how long ago did you move out? Uh, three years, three years ago. Sweet, and you just decided to one day, or you went for a job, or... Uh, well, no, I actually came out here with my parents. My dad got oh. a job out uh, in Seal I Beach. See. That's right. You're still young. <laughs> I'm like, oh wait, that's right. You're still so. 24. Oh <laughs> yeah, I came out when I was 24. But uh, yep, I get it. Okay, so you came out with the fam, and then your fam so like, we're in California, and then you're like, I want to do comedy. <laughs> well, uh, no, I, I well in Indiana, I actually I wanted to do comedy uh, out there, but um, it's fucking Indiana. But, you know, yeah, where do you think the closest open mic would have been? Uh, well, I lived by a college town. Um, so maybe the college yeah, would have had one, or maybe a bar around there? Yeah, there definitely open mics around there. Um, a mixed mic, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not like an actual definitely. comedy club. No. Uh, well, they do have one comedy club, um, especially right. uh, in what city? Uh, it's called Bloomington. Yeah. And uh, it's called the Comedy Attic. I actually saw the whitest kids you know there. Okay, that's so, that's sweet. Um, so it's not like big but it's like it's big sorry. enough that yeah. they probably have yeah like touring comics and yeah 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 an open mic and then I, they also have a comedy fest out in that in bloomington uh it's like the limestone comedy fest that's cool but i, I don't really know much about that but uh I, I surprisingly i didn't find out about that until i moved to fucking california but <laughs> <laughs> there's a fucking comedy fest yeah. i didn't even have to go to california for <laughs> but yeah I, I always wanted to do comedy um in indiana i was always class clown whatever uh mm-hmm. I just had a found an act of making people laugh, but just fucking around. And uh, at the time, my lifestyle, I'd have always fucked off. So I was like, I was never good at any jobs I had. So I was always making fun of everything. <clears throat> so I always wanted to do stand up. And I, like I said, I could make people laugh, but I was always like, I wonder if I can make a crowd full of strangers laugh. You know, just off of shit I can make up versus off of like conversation. Um, it's a different beast for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I, I definitely wanted to, like I said, try that out. But like I said, Indiana was like. I'm fucking stuck in Indiana. I was, comedy, that's a million miles away. And then, you know, I eventually came out to California, and then I was like, fuck, Hollywood's fucking, you know, an hour away. And, you know, it's it's definitely, a, California's more, you know, there's a lot more to do, you know, so. Yep, there's so. definitely a lot more to do. 
a lot more to get into. Yeah. Um, and I do mean, uh, get into, yeah. Mm. Uh, no, I, I do feel though, like, uh, it is interesting how, as luck would have it for me, I grew up, you know, in LA. Um, it was one of those things where it's like, I always knew from an early age, like, oh yeah, this is where movies and entertainment and everything is made. And I totally want to do that too. Yeah. But I do feel like, uh, you know, maybe it would have been a little easier to start in like a, so to, you know, smaller ponds, so to speak, instead of just jumping into the second biggest market, maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely see, I definitely see that. But as far as, I don't know how to explain it, but just like, like I said back there, I didn't know where, really even where to start, you know. So going you, to how long of there. a drive would have been to Bloomington or? 15, 20 minutes. Okay, so, so you could have gone to that. Oh that yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Place. Um, but I at the time, you know, I, I was fucking off a lot, and I yeah, and then like you know, trying to write a joke, like I had always like had it in my mind, like oh, if I do give it a shot, you know, I might want to start writing now. And then when I would write, I, I could never write like a joke. I would always like come up with stupid shit, and just it, it never really worked out. And I kind of always had it in the back of my mind that I want to try it, and then, but you know. I'd always be like, oh, am I funny enough? You know, that kind of thing. But then once I came out here, I was like, fuck it, I'm out in California, might as well, you know, give it a shot. Certainly not fucking Haystack. <laughs> Showed me the light, you know. <laughs> I think that's all you need. I think that's at least, maybe not necessarily what I had, but I definitely had somebody that kind of did say like, hey man, I do this, you should do it too. And then, uh, you know, the rest was history. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, obviously we know that like, there's stand-up comedians out there in this world. But we're not necessarily like, you know, privy to like, well, how do they get famous or how do they like get their start? And it is like, you know, kind of not second nature, but it is like, you know, kind of a mystery of, oh, they do open mics. And then from open mics, it goes to, you know, book shows. And then from book shows, it goes to like bigger book shows and featuring and middling. and Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's always like, you know, but how do you like those steps, you know, aren't getting told to you. At an 18-year-old person, you know, like, yeah. hey, this is how you do it, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's very kind of underground kind of career path, you know. You have to have people within the system kind of show you, like, hey, bro, here's how you do the next step. Because I did it this way, and I'm going to now show you how to do it, you know. Yeah. The, it's yeah. like you get that one guy that shows you, like, hey, man, it's open mics. That's where it's at. That's where you first start. Yeah. And then you find some dudes that are a little bit beyond the open mics that go, Hey, you want to be on my book show? And then suddenly it's like, you're at that next step. Yeah. It's, um, and then it goes from there, you know, but it is like the combination of like being at those places that you probably wouldn't have thought about being at until you started doing comedy. Yeah. (laughs) And then also obviously being funny, but also having the ideas and, and, and fortitude and I don't know, wherewithal to be, a person that can like work the system. Yeah, I mean, it's all from what I've kind of gathered. It's very well. I mean, yeah, being funny is like your number one thing. But besides that, having a like in a way a work ethic to like just I mean like to pursue what you're going at. It's very I, not really hard to explain, but it's just there's de- definitely different components besides just being you know funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's that's the the hard part. <laughs> to yeah. try to like figure out because at like certain points essentially you're, you're all on your own and there's really there's points where there's no guidance it's like you got to figure it out like what what's the next step and that's kind of hard to figure out on your own for me at least i mean and what do you feel like you know a good goal would be 
you know, for like next year, say? Um, de- definitely booked shows. I mean, I mean, to be like only doing book shows, or I mean, a large majority of just book shows. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll be there in a year, but I would like to because it definitely isn't. It's a process too, just like becoming good at all rounded. You know, just mm-hmm. not being funny, but just the whole system working that and then on top of being funny you know but um yeah just being on book shows is where i would like to be but again I, i'm almost two years in so uh i, I see a lot more open mics in my future <laughs> <laughs> Yule Brenner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was actually directed by Michael Crichton. It was like his directorial debut because he was already a, an author for a long time. You know, he already wrote books and whatnot, and then he decided to like write screenplays. Hmm. And then he decided, well, I'll direct too. <laughs> but from all that too, before that, he was a doctor. Oh wow! I can't even do one of those things. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he's done like five of them. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's unfortunately died. <laughs> Or he's dead. Yeah. He died. <laughs> no, but, uh, but, yeah, Michael Crichton, man. Who, what's your favorite Michael Crichton movie? I've, the, the there's only so one many. I, know, I, I don't. The only one I know is Westworld. Well, off the top of my head. But. Well, of course there's Westworld. We will soon be landing at the ultimate resort. Where you can live out your every fantasy. Each resort is maintained by reliable computer technology. And people by lifelike robot men and women. Off the top of my head, there's clearly Jurassic Park. Dr. Grant, my dear Dr. Sattler, welcome to Jurassic Park. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, outbreak. Sirs, the numbers are correct. I wish to God they weren't. One goes in, millions come out. Every cell is dead. Now we see them individually. Searching for the next victim. So there's nothing left to kill. Mark this day, Salt. We could spend our whole careers waiting to see a new virus. Sirs, Mr. Motamba, up close and personal. I hate this bug. Come on, Casey. You have to love its simplicity. It's one billionth our size and it's beating us. So what do you want to do? Take it to dinner? No. What then? Kill it. Uh, Congo. Are you serving that ape a martini? She's allowed one. It'll calm her down. Oh, wow. Uh, time shift? No, no. What was that one with, uh, what's his face? Paul Walker? Uh, Fast and Furious? <laughs> no, it was it was called Time Space or something, or it had to do with time travel. And he went back in the medieval times. Oh. Ever remember that? Uh, no, I don't think I've... Yeah. Hey, guys. The internet here. Daryl is thinking of the movie Timeline. Directed by Richard Donner in 2003. The film is about a group of archaeologists that become trapped in 14th century France when they go back in time to retrieve Paul Walker's dad. It's alright. Check it out if you want to hear Paul Walker attempt a French accent. It's pretty hilarious. P-dubs, rest in peace. It's it's an alright movie. Michael Crichton, he's made a lot of movies. Definitely. Yeah, I totally spaced it on Jurassic Park. That's probably his most famous one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a cool idea. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you down to watch the new one? I, I think they're making a new one with with Chris Pratt. Yeah. Like another another one. Jurassic yeah. World, but it's called something else, like Jurassic Kingdom, I think, or something like that. And yeah. it also is going to have uh, Jeff Goldblum. He's gonna he's gonna come <laughs> back. Come back. Oh God. He's gonna be like, I don't know why <laughs> why I, I, I I'm here. Have you ever seen The Fly? Of course. <laughs> Dude, hit I watched, me, hit <laughs> I, me. I watched it once, and I was on. Oh fuck yeah, that movie was like intense. I watched it on mushrooms. What? <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that? Well, I, you know, did whatever I did, and then I was. And then somebody to, said, "Let's put the fly on." No, I was just going through channels, and I saw the fly, and I was like, "Oh, I've never seen that." And whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've also yeah. never seen somebody give birth, but I don't think about <laughs> yeah. it while I want to do it on mushrooms too. Yeah. Well, she did give birth to a big maggot. Oh fuck yeah! And that I, was disturbing. And was, were you like, did it help, or were you like, well, this was, was a bad idea? I, I was definitely like it was a bad idea, but I was invested in the movie, so I was like, I'm gonna finish this thing out. <laughs> I but it was not. I don't I was even remember like like I remember being on mushrooms like a few times, and we've always watched you know people put movies on. Yeah, yeah. But I've never recalled like being able like so coherent where I could like follow the movie. Like I remember somebody put on that movie Monkey Bone <laughs> yeah. with fucking Brendan Fraser. Monkey Bone. Sorry, Kitty. Be right back after I choke my monkey. Fucking Chris Kattan's in it, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know anything more than that because, like, it was just a bunch of images to yeah. me. Like, it wasn't even like I don't even remember anything about the plot or what about it was. I just remember he was in some like weird like cartoon world or yeah. something. Like, and then it was like Chris Kattan was a dead guy, dead guy or yeah. something. He was like a cadaver and, or something like that. And that's all so. I remember. And then it was like, who put this on? <laughs> <laughs> my worst. Because I, well, I haven't really done it in a while, but, you know, uh, take drugs, watch movies, I've done. But my worst experience where I definitely kind of, I was definitely disturbed for a few days afterwards was um, I did Molly. Saturday night at a New York City dance club and the steady beat of electronic dance music, or EDM, signals the start of another night of searching for many of these dancers. They want Molly. Lately, the drug of choice. It's a nickname given to a pure form of MDMA or ecstasy. Right. And for whatever reason, I think it was my idea to put the movie on. I don't know if it was my... I don't remember if it was my idea. But the movie we put on, which, very bad idea, coincidentally, very bad things. The Bride. You have to pick up the cake. Don't we have somebody to do that? Yeah, you. The Groom. I bet you didn't forget the bachelor party checks. The best man. It's five guys, 900 bucks. The stripper's here. Excellent. This is Tina. The problem. I slip. I think she's dead. There are always options. You left a dead prostitute in the desert? It's a 105-pound problem. Can't do this. We've already done this. It has worked. It has worked. It is working. What have we done? What have we done? What did you do? Have you done this before? I just turn your little pathetic ass in. I am not canceling this way. I don't want you to. I want to know what happened in Vegas. Nothing happened. Nothing happened in Vegas. Some very good people. Are doing some very bad things. We were very, very bad. Here comes the Wahoo. While you're at it, you know, just get rid of that dog. Kill the dog? Christian Slater. This is a situation that defies judgment. Cameron Diaz. This is my day! Very bad things. A Peter Berg film. That ought to be about the end of that. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. with Christian Slater. Yeah. And uh, Cameron Diaz. Yeah. I like that movie. Maybe not good for Molly, though. Yeah. Uh, Vince Vaughn's in it. Yeah, it was... Um, it, yeah, it was yeah, a very... They, the, how that a uh, bunch of guys go to Vegas, and then they kill a stripper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a hooker or whatever. And they, yeah, and then, and then they, they try, try to, to dispose cover. the body, and yeah. uh, Jeremy Piven's in it. Yeah, yeah. I think also, not, not Vince Vaughn, it's what's-his-face, the other guy, John Favreau. He's yeah. in it. I thought Vince Vaughn was in it. No. But I might be thinking of Jeremy Piven, though. It's Piven, and then Daniel Stern's in it. <laughs> and what's-his-face? Yeah, Christian Slater. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a good movie. It was decent. It was Yeah, and I had seen it before, but uh, I walked away after that one experience. I was. I saw that movie at a test screening. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. It's, uh... I used to go to a lot of test screenings back in the day. And movies were movies. <laughs> <laughs> Should we make up a movie? Should we do uh, uh, the bit that I wanted to do? Yeah, I'm down. Tell me. All right. So, uh, guys, if you guys have listened to the show before, uh, you know that I like to make up movies from time to time. So, what I like to do is uh, I like to take, uh, I like to have randomness kind of dictate this. So, I have two lists of uh, just random actors on one list and um, random genres on another list. So, I'm just going to have Cody pick two numbers at random from each list and then we'll just go from there and make uh movie gold <laughs> okay so pick one through ten twice i'm gonna do um nine yeah okay and four <laughs> okay so we're gonna have a bechtel test approved movie starring amy schumer <laughs> do you know what the bechtel test is the bechtel test is a test coined by a woman named, uh, I believe her name is Bechtel, and her last name. And she was basically talking about how um, there's rules for most modern movies. You know, in order to pass the Bechtel test, you have to have a woman talk to another woman about something that other than a man. And you also have to have her have an actual name. You know, like a, the character has to have a name. Okay. Because she feels that, like, you know, this was obviously coming from a woman that was uh, a little bit of a feminist. Mm -hmm. And she was just, you know, basically saying that, like, you know, most movies have uh, women in the movie, but they're only, you know, there to serve a man. Or to be there for the dude, or to talk about a dude, or to just basically just, you know, be the the heroine. Okay. So, we're not making that movie. We're making a (laughs) strong female movie starring Amy Schumer. What's her next vehicle? Because she's made a couple of stinkers after Trainwreck. What was that last movie she made uh, with uh, fucking Goldie Hawn? It was uh, called uh, Snatched <laughs> or something like that. Snatch. Yeah. That was literally what the name was. Like, um, that's like a made up name. Like, If I were to like make a movie up on like SNL and people were like, well, what's the title? And I was like, how about Snatched? They'd be like, dude, that's two on the nose. Obviously, in our reality, that's a real title for a movie that got made. But we're not making Snatch. (laughs) So what do we want to do? We want to make her a comedy? We don't have to do a comedy. We could do, like, one of those, like, you know, brooding uh, dramas. Like Room. We could do, like, a buddy-buddy. like A A buddy movie? Thelma and Louise, kind of. Okay, but I feel like she already has done that with... 
the Goldie Hawn vehicle. So let's get away from the buddy. Let's do something more like off type, or let's her let's have her play like, um, like a Jason Bourne. Oh, there you go. She's like a badass, like a, a undercover cop or something like that, where she goes undercover, or she's a FBI agent, like a James Bond maybe. Good afternoon. Can I help you? Yes, my name is Bond, James Bond. I'm looking for Doctor Goodhead. You just found her. A woman. Yeah. Secret uh, Service, like a uh, Navy SEAL. Suck my dick! She's taking out um, the yeah. next, like, ISIS, like, sleeper cell. <laughs> she just gets kidnapped and put in the sex trade. Oh, okay, <laughs> so she's taking down the sex trade from the inside of her pussy. Suck my dick! <laughs> okay, so that, I like that. Okay, so we're going that with that. Okay, so she decides to go deep, deep undercover. <laughs> In her pussy, suck my dick. And uh, she decides that uh, she, you know her 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 captain or her, you know the vice squad leader is a, like, you know, Magneti, you're gonna have to go deep under the cover of night. You're gonna have to change your ethnicity too. So she's not only gonna be like she's in blackface. What the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> no, but I like where your head is. She's going Asian because we're taking down the Asian traffic ring. You know, because obviously, okay. you know, the, the illegal sex ring is not with black chicks, right? It's with Asian. <laughs> Haven't you watched Taken or any of those movies? It's all the, like, fucking Indonesians and, like, the, you know, Pacific Islanders. <laughs> They're all into, like, the illegal, like, you know, sex slaves and whatnot. So we're having Amy Schumer changing her ethnicity <laughs> into an Asian chick and then, like, gets put into, like, a brothel. And It'd be then, funny if like it starts out Amy Schumer and then when she goes into like her transformation, yes, it's like Ali Wong or something. All right, Ali, you gotta make this dude believe that your body is a secret garden. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, so she changes into Ali Wong when she's actually Asian, so it's a dual role. Uh, so it's like Ali Wong and Amy Schumer playing the same character. <laughs> So, yeah, so it'd be like a Superman type of situation where it's like Amy Schumer walks into the bathroom, but then like Ali Wong walks yeah, out. She so. comes out. Yep. I like it. I like it. Because let's be honest. Like, yeah, it's too politically incorrect to have her, you know, do like a Mickey Rooney, like <laughs> yeah, Breakfast and Tiffany's <laughs> type yeah, of thing. I was thinking. Well, that's a more better. We don't want her to do like, oh, oh, so sorry. Be so sorry. Do you I like me? Be, love I you long be, time? I think, I think it'd be funnier if... <laughs> <laughs> okay, what if she actually still acted like that? But it was Ali Wong doing it, you know? Me so horny. Me so horny. You keep lying. Me love you long time. So it's the character, like, pretending that she's, like, this, like, you know, stereotypical Asian lady. But it's, like, Ali Wong going, like, oh, me so sorry. Me love you long time. And they're, like, why are you talking like that? <laughs> and she's, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then okay so she do she goes inside and and she's decided that she needs to take out you know the head of the uh you know drug traffic slash sex ring because of course they're trafficking drugs too like inside the whores <laughs> right you know yeah. they're like putting like the drugs inside the vaginas inside the butts <laughs> and then they're like yeah while you have these drugs inside you guess what you're getting <laughs> fucked too <laughs> <laughs> Getting fucked. Double time. Double, yep. <laughs> and better not get any of those drugs on their dicks, or you're going to have that coming out of your ass. And I'm not talking about literally. Talking about it figuratively, but also literally. <laughs> but then, okay, so so they're going in, 
And then she, she befriends, like, you know, a few whores. She decides to be like, because it's not only that, like, she wants to, like, save him, but, you know, she starts to, like, you know, befriend him, befriend him and, like, go, like, oh, wow, like, what did you want to do before you were a whore? You wanted to actually, like, you know, become a, a kabuki dancer <laughs> or some sort Astrophysicist. of... Astrophysicist. Right. There you go. Oh, yeah, because it's Bechtel test approved. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So all these ladies, it's like hidden figures. They're all wanting to be, like, yeah. you know... <laughs> astrophysicists and uh, rocket scientists but they're not smart enough to like get out <laughs> yeah they can't they just have to use their pussy to like mule drugs and dick and there's like one little kid running around who's asian like short round like short the- round <laughs> yes oh another kind of girl hey dr joe no time for love we got company okay so we got like you know <laughs> Maybe one of the kids from Stranger Things. No, no, none of them are Asian. We need an Asian kid. Maybe one of the kids from Off the Boat. So we have we have one of them running around, um, and and then he's also like you know befriending her, but he figures it out. Maybe but he's you know. like the bad guy's like pawn. You know, he's mm. like he's like kicking the shit out of the women. But then like somehow they, that's like her way in. It's yeah. Like what if uh, she like you know kind of starts to have a thing for one of like the henchmen or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like you know one of the guys that is like you know the second hand that's also kind of like really nice to the ladies like he doesn't want to like treat them like whores but he's kind of like just there because he's kind of roped into this you know maybe he's like you know the son of like you know the yakuza that is running the place or whatever <laughs> you base him off of uh like his looks is like kim jong-un i'm so lonely so lonely <laughs> yes <laughs> totally like, totally like but with like blonde hair So we got, like, Kim Jong-un with blonde hair, and he's totally, like, smitten for Ali Wong slash Amy Schumer. And then, like, you know, she's about to, like, blow her cover or whatever, and he, like, saves her. Or he, like, you know, like, covers for her and, like, makes it so, like, she doesn't get her cover blown. But then once he finds out, like, oh, wait a minute, I just saved your life, but you're a cop? What's up? And then they have, like, a crossroads where it's like, okay, does he turn her in? Or does he, like, you know, basically say, fuck you to the Yakuza, slash my dad, slash whoever's running this shit, and I'm now gonna, like, be fucking Ali Wong side piece. And then Asian men, no body odor. None. They just smell like responsibility. And who's at star? Who's playing this guy? That's what I was thinking. Um, Is it the guy from fucking uh, Walking Dead? Is it Glenn? Because it's gotta be an Asian guy. Or is it? Or is it the one white guy that lives in <laughs> in the uh, Philippines? <laughs> it's uh, Nick Nolte. <laughs> yes. Okay. I like it. And he's <laughs> he's totally infatuated. No, it has to be a guy that actually could get Ali Wong. Okay. Okay. Like it has to be like a, a sexual equal. Mm. Or are we going so super woke, and we're having it be not just a dude, but it's another female? You know, it's like yeah. a lesbian. Forbidden love story. It could be, um, like, think Brokeback Mountain, but with lesbians <laughs> and the Yakuza instead of cowboys. <laughs> it's, um, Lucy Liu. The price you pay for bringing up either my Chinese or American heritage as a negative is I collect your fucking head. Just like this fucker here. Mm. <laughs> the only other Asian chick out there. <laughs> yeah. I like it. So, we have, uh, Lucy Liu. And she's playing, uh, yeah, against type. Uh, not really, though. She's <laughs> actually pretty much on, bo- really on type. But she's, she's yeah, playing the uh, lesbian love interest of 
Amy Schumer slash Ali Wong. So technically, yeah, Amy Schumer, she's probably in like 20% of this movie. (laughs) But uh, we're going to still say it's starring Amy Schumer. (laughs) Just for the the credit. That's what it gets the people in the seats. Let's let's be honest. Have you seen movies where like on the cover there's like there's like a big name? Yeah. They're in they're like they're in two (laughs) seconds. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? I used to work at Blockbuster and that was half the movies. It'd be like starring Steve Gutenberg and you're like Really? He's in fucking two seconds of this movie. And it's not even that bad of a movie. You didn't even have to say he was in this. Like, you could have just marketed it as, like, a a decent horror movie. (laughs) Okay, so, what happens? I think it's shit. Yep. (laughs) You you still into this? I think at the end, it's it's all going to be Lucy's or Lucy Liu's decision. And I, I think... She doesn't know what to do. So, like, at the end of the movie, she's, like, she's in the middle. Amy Schumer slash Holly Wong. Yeah. On one side. Her dad, Jackie Chan, on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it. He has a small cameo from Jackie Chan. <laughs> not being able to speak is not the same as not speaking. You seem as if you like to talk. I like to let people talk who like to talk. It makes it easier to find out how full of shit. <laughs> and he just steps in and goes like and Chris Tucker is the leader of like, <laughs> right? oh so this is a rush over tie-in what the hell did you just say a rush hour a rush hour tie-in <laughs> like a loosely based it's not actually called rush hour it's just like <laughs> traffic in, <laughs> it's in the rush hour universe <laughs> Jackie Chan goes rogue <laughs> yes and, and then he's like he has to call her. What was what's her name? Like you know, Lily or oh, something. Okay. He's like, Lily, why are you going outside the yakuza? We had a strong history of having whores mule our drugs in their pussies, and you're going against that for this white girl who's pretending to be an Asian girl. Yes, Dad, I am doing that. I think it's so. It's Lucy Liu's in the middle. Jackie Chan on one side, and Jackie Chan's playing the uh, dad. That's the evil. Uh, yeah, he's like the king, yeah. And so at the end, it's just gonna be. I don't know what she's gonna say yet, but it's just gonna be a double murder. <laughs> so she kills Jackie Chan, kills Chris Tucker. <laughs> he only has like two scenes. He's got two scenes. He's too Hey, man. <laughs> Do you understand the words that come out of my mouth? And then he just gets shot. A stray bullet. He's just like, what? These girls got drugs in their pussies? What? And then he just gets shot. <laughs> Big worm goes and kills him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, okay, so, so Lucy Lucy Lou gets shot. No, no, Lucy Lou. No, she does the shooting. So she says something to her dad. Now, if any of you sons of bitches got anything else to say, now's the fucking time! Shoots him. Spins around. Looks at Amy Schumer slash Lucy Lou. <laughs> no, <laughs> slash Ellie Wong. <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Turns around, Amy Schumer. She says something. <laughs> 
don't know, maybe something from Romeo and Juliet. Parting is such sweet sorrow that I shall say goodnight till it be morrow. And then she just caps Amy Schumer. That's <laughs> <laughs> like under her head, just shoots herself. <laughs> she says, I am a Capulet. And then she caps him. <laughs> okay, so this, this has a very bleak ending. <laughs> it's just a big Romeo and Juliet, like, kill everybody ending. I like it. Is this, like, directed by Tarantino? Or? <laughs> yeah. Any of you fucking pricks move! And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you! And, and what do we call this gem of a movie? Chopsticks? Uh, Hidden Figures 2? No, I was thinking something like Crouching Pussy Can Kill or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Crouching Pussy Can Kill? There's something... <laughs> something like that. How about... Uh, yeah, crouching pussy, hidden Wong. <laughs> and it would just be like the cover would be like Amy Schumer like crouching down. <laughs> and like <laughs> Ali Wong trying to like hide behind her. <laughs> she's like <laughs> Or she's like stepping into like a toilet and then like like into the stall. And then Ali Wong's, like, coming out of the stall at the same time or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, like, you know, or she's, like, shitting out Ali Wong. You know, <laughs> she's, like, just... <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a human centipede kind of situation. Yes, yes. Okay, so I like it. <laughs> I like that movie. This movie is uh, probably maybe straight to DVD. <laughs> Who knows? They might get a, a, a decent distribution. <laughs> I know at least people are going to go see a movie made by, uh, you know, Tarantino starring Ali Wong and Amy Schumer and Jackie Chan with a special guest Cameo. appearance by Chris Tucker. You got knocked the fuck out, man. <laughs> hey, man, you ain't got no job. You ain't got shit to do. Oh, I, I thought of a, a movie idea. It was kind of in my act, but it's uh, Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. And it's... uh. Well, it's a combination of two movies. It's uh, Friday and Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, instead of Debo, it's Jason. He's on a beach cruiser with a <laughs> machete. <laughs> right. I like it. He's like, my neck, my back. What neck? <laughs> hey, Craig. <laughs> you got to get out of the way with Debo. He's going to kill you. Myself, like you see those those guys, those stand-ups, where they tell a joke, and then you go like, "Really? That made people laugh? What a fucking hack!" Yeah. But then you also see another co- like comedian tell a joke, and you're like, "God damn it! I wish I thought of that." <laughs> yeah, definitely. But it could be the same joke for two different people. You know, you could think, "Man, what a hack!" joke while i'm thinking man i wish i thought of that yeah yeah and vice versa and vice versa you know it's so subjective but it is always like one of those two when it comes to like you know comedians watching other comedians it's usually like this is so stupid i would never do a joke like that that's beneath me versus man i wish i thought of that i i wish i was that guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah well like you said the whole subjective part is it's very hard 
to that's the reason why open mics are so hard is because you know it, your shit is subjective so in with open mics the crowd is, it, it varies oh yeah it's and so much the crowd is usually not there for comedy either. yeah yeah <laughs> They're not there like, oh, man, I hope some people talk about some rape jokes tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so that's like uh, – like you were saying, like people that go to see, you know, whoever, uh, Louis C.K. or whatever. Yeah. I feel like the reason, like, he gets all those big laughs – well, At this, this stage. Right, right. Is because the shows that he's putting on and the people that are going to, to his shows are um, all kind of like like-minded uh, people in the sense of you know they all like his type he, of humor yeah, exactly um versus like so he has that audience versus like going to a cafe or a bar where it's like yeah in this stage especially like i think it is for a large majority of your career is you're going into audiences that you have to win over yeah, exactly you yeah. know they don't know who you are for at least the first 20 years of your career <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then after, even if you have good jokes, they're now going like, who's this guy? You better make me laugh. Yeah. Instead of, oh, I know this guy. He always makes me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then I don't know what's worse. Like, I don't know, like, you know, having to like keep up that, like, you know, that like type of mentality or that type of standard of now where like, you know, Louis CK has this standard of like having this cool special every hour or every year. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's going to be every hour soon. It's going to have a new hour every hour. <laughs> 24 a day. <laughs> 24 specials a day. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. So he has a new special every year. But now people are now expecting, okay, this is going to be some sweet hour every year. And then like the fifth year in, it's maybe not as good as his first year. And then suddenly you're like, ugh. Like, this guy's not as good as I left them. And then you're like, dude, he's still amazing. He's just yeah. putting out content too much. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, it's I, like he's I, almost uh, shooting himself in the foot for being awesome. <laughs> yeah. There is that, which is hard work and awesome, but you could do pull Dave Chappelle and go on a hiatus for 10 years and just come back with a it's true. vengeance. It's true. Which is kind of like cool in, in its own way. but Both are like not bad. Like... They're, yeah, no, they're both yeah. just different paths. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, they're both two of the biggest names ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you want to like keep having to win over people and prove like that you're funny for you know for your entire career, or do you want fans that just know like, oh, anytime I see this guy, he's gonna make me laugh? Yeah, I'd like to. I would definitely like to have fans and you know people that come to see Cody McIntyre. <laughs> 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 Re was my opener. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh I I mean yeah, that would be nice and Cody Macrame. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> Cody Mac Macamore. Yeah, Cody Macamore. I like that. <laughs> you should have a different last name every, every time. time. <laughs> Cody McMill. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Are you a big rap fan? Uh, used to be when it was, when I, it was just Eminem. Yeah. When I identified as a young black man. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you could wear blackface <laughs> in the, in the safety of your hood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I did. I did feel like, uh, getting, uh, you know, growing up in the mean streets of, uh, 
suburbia <laughs> of uh, Placentia and Yorba Linda. <laughs> I feel like there was definitely um, not a lot of like, you know, struggles or like where I could relate to uh, the, you know, what rappers were going through. I love like what rap music was all about and like the beats and like the music itself. But I definitely like felt like, oh, it was like it was a disconnect. Like I didn't yeah. relate as much. It's like I liked it, but I couldn't get into it. Yeah, and, exactly. And feel its pain or feel like like, hey, this speaks to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was more like, no, he's talking about hot bitches and I like the beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's well, you have so much different like you know, styles and this and that, obviously. Like East Coast, West Coast. Yeah, I mean well that, but Definitely, I, I relate more to like, you know, like a Wiz Khalifa versus like NWA, you know. Right. So it's like so more new have... school, not well, old school. Well, I definitely like old school better, but I just mean as far as like content wise, um, you know. Um, what does Wiz Khalifa talk about versus like, NWA? Well, like NWA is like fuck the police. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it bad because I'm brown and not the other color. So police think. Or uh, straight out of Compton. And Wiz Khalifa is singing about smoking weed. Thousand pounds of weed, riding in my car so fast I won't turn down the speed. Them hoes don't use their feet no more; they break down to their knees and suck me like a king. Rose in my champagne glass and diamonds in my ring. You know I mean? <laughs> so it's like, and you can relate to that. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, uh, don't get me wrong, I choose NWA over Wiz Khalifa any day. But um, right, as far as like, you know, I I, I would choose that. But I, again, I can't relate in the slightest. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess in a weird way, it's like you don't want to relate. Like, who oh, yeah. wants to relate to like getting like you know shot by cops? <laughs> True. But in a way, or. I guess one way kind of look to look at it is like a um, it's a way to look at a situation or another place, you know, without being there or experiencing it. You know, it's kind of like a. I mean, you can empathize and you can be definitely like, "Hey, man, this sucks that you're going through this," but you don't have to be envious and go, yeah. "Oh man, I wish I was going through that shit too." <laughs> I wish I lived in the hood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, which you you know. I think there's people that are like that, but well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, in a weird way, like, you know, the music almost kind of glamorizes the life of living on the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Being uh, in, in that type of situation, violence, hoes, whatever. Yeah. And I think people, I, I feel that people who aren't in that situation, I, I feel the people who take it in, in a glamorizing <laughs> from two cisgendered white males. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel people who uh, gl- glamorize it themselves have never been in that situation versus people who have uh, understand that it sucks, you know? So, mm. um, I think, like, in in a weird way, it was, like, them trying to, like, you know, turn lemons into lemonade where it was, mm. like, yeah, you know, hey, we're going through this shit. Let's make some music out of it or let's try to, like, you know, shine a light on it, show some people maybe about, uh, like, what they're going through. And then maybe they'll get some sympathy or maybe they'll at least get some, uh, you know, uh, maybe not money. I'm thinking they're like going to, they're more or less trying to show people like, Hey, you know, we're going through this shit. Look at it, you know? And yeah, yeah. Obviously it's coming through a cool beat, but it's like, we're trying to, you know, speak a message. Well, I wonder if it's, 
I feel that's a, a degree to it, uh, but I also feel that the whole rhyming, coming up with rhymes, that in itself is a skill. So Definitely. it's like, so it's like, oh, I, I have this skill of you know put, putting words together that rhyme, make them over a beat, and it's like, okay, I can do this. But now, where's my subject matter? And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do what I know, and that's you know, bitches and hoes, <laughs> yeah, and forties, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it all. I love every genre of music. Every yeah. genre has like something to offer and something to be like, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I, I definitely try to listen to. I try to have a, a large library of music. I, what my idea is, I try to have every. I have it. I try to have music for every like situation in my life. You know right. what I mean? So I don't know if I'm going to to a, maybe like a rowdy bar. I might like play rock or metal or something. If I'm going to go to a lounge or what have you, I might yeah. play like you know whatever. Every mood, every environment, every situation, yeah, definitely has, like, a cool song that could, you know, increase the vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like, you don't want to put polka on, yeah, right when you're about to, like, you know, get surgery. (laughs) Yeah. Or, yeah, right when you're going to fuck, you know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe you do, (laughs) if you're German. Or Weird Al. Yeah. (laughs) That was actually my first concert was uh, Weird Al. Hell Yeah. (laughs) I heard he's uh he's doing a new tour where he's gonna be doing a bunch of B sides and originals. <laughs> oh, he's not nice. doing any of the parodies. That'd uh, be sweet. Yeah. So look forward to that guys if you're a big weird Al fan. Obviously, every comedian has a billion stories about shitty mics. Oh, yeah. Or something happening where you're like, I just wanted to tell jokes to a couple of people, and it ended up being just, you know, this, and it was nothing fun at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely been times where it's the fun is is not there. (laughs) Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? Do you have, like, an experience of, like, the worst time so far? <laughs> uh, yeah, we've talked about it, but definitely just, you know, standing around and shit. Oh, like yeah. That. The wait is, <laughs> the wait for an open mic can be brutal. Yeah. And can be very uh, soul-crushing and could, you know, be the detriment to a lot of sets that would have normally have gone really well if you weren't waiting for six hours. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. And it's... But sometimes that's the way it happens. Like, I mean... In this game, obviously, we're in L.A. We're in uh, a big, you know, heavily populated market. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of demand for stage time. In... Yeah. Or not even that, or the waiting, but even sometimes going to a mic, and th- there's a chance you might not even get on. Yeah, the lottery system yeah. is a big uh, factor, especially a lot in uh, L.A. Yeah, you could be going out there, spending three hours for nothing. Yeah. You know, just to hang out there. And yeah, you might still meet some connections, hang out with friends, you know, still see some cool comedy. You know, you're in the scene, but are you getting to hone your craft? No. You just sat there for three hours and watched a bunch of other guys hone their craft. Yeah. And that, that's a hard part. That's a, it's a hard thing to do. And obviously too, 
most mics, in order to even get into that lottery, cost a beer or whatever, yeah. or cost something to buy. So then you just spent five bucks, and then didn't even get up on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, obviously, you know, then they just tell you, yeah, just come back next week. Yeah. Try it again. <laughs> Those are the hard ones. Those... Yeah. And it could be, yeah, soul crushing yeah. to be at some place for six weeks in a row and not go up at all. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I obviously tend to do, yeah, more Orange County and Long Beach mics for that reason where you, it's, yeah, you might wait a little longer. You might be on a list, you know, where you're 20th out of 23. Yeah. Yeah. But at least you're going up, you know, at least yeah. you're going to get up at some point. Definitely. Uh- the Orange County scene is pretty small. Yeah, it's small, but it is still vibrant enough where you can still get on a mic every day of the week. You can probably yeah, still yeah. hit up multiple mics every night of the week. Um, and yeah, you might have to travel, uh, literally all around Orange County and maybe into LA a little bit, mm-hmm. but you could still do it. Oh yeah. I mean, and a like, lot of other cities, especially, you know, like where you were from in Indiana, mm-hmm. there's probably an open mic once a week. Yeah. Not even, you know, every night of the week. <laughs> yeah. But I just meant like as, as far as small, like everybody here. Oh yeah, you're gonna. We all know each other. You're so. gonna run into the same thirty dudes for sure. Yeah. Um, real quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is fun. I mean, yeah, and it is nice to actually kind of know those people and know like, oh, this guy's also here, and you know, obviously it is kind of like high school where you might know everybody in your school, but are you best friends with everybody in your school? Right. No. You know, you still have those clicks. You still have those guys that kind of gravitate towards other people more. Mm-hmm. And you have, uh, you know, and yeah, there's those like times where you'll co-mingle where yeah. there might be those like, okay, those, you know, the crossover where this click kind of hangs up with this other click for a little bit. Yeah. And nobody's like, you know, nobody hates each other. It's just, I don't hang out with this person outside of comedy. I just see him at mics. Just, yep. Yeah. But these other dude, two or three dudes, I'll see outside of mics. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing against one or the other. People just mesh others. You know, that's how friendships work. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And it's kind of like, like you said, the high school thing, but it's like a, you know, it's all c- kind of like a com- uh, common respect just because, like, we're all doing the same thing. Even though we might, might not be, like, best friends or whatever, but it's like yeah. you're wearing this together kind of thing. Like, we're doing the same thing. We know the ups and downs. We all, we're all living it, essentially. So it's... There is the community of... Yeah, stand-up, come on. Like, we're all stand-ups. We're all trying to do this. Yeah. But then beyond that, then it becomes like, okay, would I hang out with this person if comedy wasn't the factor or the one common denominator? And I think that's where you come into actual friendships, where it's like, yeah, we're all comedy people. We're all trying to do this thing. But do I, you know, have the same interests outside of comedy? You know, do we both love horror movies or do we both like black chicks or <laughs> i don't know yeah no i hear that's you. why yeah. i have a friend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the only reason why um i'm friends with uh, certain people is like, oh you like black chicks so do i <laughs> oh you like star wars well fuck you <laughs> no but i i mean i don't know like i've i've had those times like i'm not closer with certain dudes because of my age difference i've sure, noticed yeah. like most comedians are in their mid-20s at least in the scene that we're in even some are, like, in their early 20s. Right. So it's, like... Like you. I mean, you're in your early 20s, and, like, I'm a good, yeah, 10 years older than you. And, like, yeah. I think that's most where it's, like, yeah, I think we're not best friends because of that age gap, you know? Sure. <laughs> and maybe because there is a little bit of a difference where, like, certain dudes are living with their parents and, like, you know... Yeah, I mean... I'm living on my own. So it's a different, like, you know, dynamic. 
No, absolutely. I mean, even like, yeah, I mean, some of the younger kids. Like, I can understand you or certain other comedians not inviting me over to their house because it's their parents' house. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't really, I don't live with my parents. When did you move out? Like two years ago. Nice. (laughs) So I hear you, but, uh, actually that David Tell show, he goes, it was my birthday and he's like, when's your birthday? I was was like, Halloween. I was like, he's like, how old are you? I said, um, guess how old I am. He's like, I want to guess. He goes, without blinking an eye, he goes, so I'm going to say somewhere between 25 and living in your mom's basement. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's right. I was like, nice. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it was, um, no, I even hear you because some of the people there that in our scene are even younger than me and And they definitely have. That's the thing. Like, um, they're, they're cool. Like, they're cool people, but there's definitely a level of, uh, maturity, I would say. I'm not saying I can't, that I don't get along with anybody under 25. Yeah. But I, I just feel like we're at different stages in our lives. So I think that's why we're not maybe hanging out every day. <laughs> right. No, I, yeah. No, I definitely hear you. And maybe, you know, if comedy wasn't a factor or a common aspect of both of our lives, maybe I wouldn't have seen them or known them outside, no, yeah. you know, otherwise. But yeah, I don't no, know. Like, I think for the most part, I've met a shitload of cool guys. Like, I don't think there's a lot of guys where I'm like, ugh. Why is he here? <laughs> or why is he talking to me? Or there's only one, and he's, yeah. a, he's a haystack. <laughs> and maybe that's the thing. Like maybe certain guys are thinking that about me. I don't know. I'd like to think not, but I'm also a person that's in my head a lot and overthinks the shit out of everything. Yeah. And a big factor is always like being accepted. Like the first six months, even more so, maybe even a year that I was doing comedy. I wasn't just thinking about the jokes. I was thinking about, I hope these guys that are also doing jokes like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, because you are getting into a scene and you definitely. And you want to be accepted. You don't want to be yeah. the one dude that's like getting pushed out or, or getting shunned or. No, absolutely. Everybody's like, hey, see that guy? Don't talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's. Yeah. No, but then obviously, yeah, once I started finding a bunch of people that were like, Hey, dude, yeah, you're awesome. Or this guy's cool, blah, blah, blah. You know, obviously, I feel like I'm accepted now. But it is like, you know, you just always want that acceptance no matter what. I think it is even ongoing. Like, okay, now I know these guys are what I would call friends. But now it's like, oh, I hope these friends still find me funny and want to, like, hear me, you know, tell jokes and whatnot. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Not just like, yeah, I know he's a cool guy, but do I find him funny? Not really. (laughs) Yeah, no, I hear you. It's... I feel like once, you know, like, you cross over into, like, a friendship type of thing, it's, people are more uh, accepting of your jokes, so to speak. They're not, yes. like, if you don't know anybody, or if you don't know somebody and they first show up, say they're not very good, but then, like, once you get to know them, you know, you kind of see where their point of view is or where they're coming from, and maybe kind of try to understand their jokes. Um, I feel like once you become, like, a fan of somebody, whatever they do, you're going to probably like so like yeah, yeah. okay, I like I look at all the like you know comedians that I look up to, mm-hmm. the David Tells, the Louis C.K.s, Patton Oswalt's, whatever. And since I'm already a fan, and since I'm already like sold on like this guy makes me laugh, I'm already on board of pretty much whatever they have to say. So whatever they have to say, I think I'm already in that mode of like, oh, they're gonna be saying something probably funny, so I'm gonna laugh at it. And it's yeah. like, would have I laughed? If it was like some guy that I was just working with, you know, at my day job that just said this. Yeah, that definitely. You know, what have I laughed? Or am I laughing because Louis C.K. said it 
at a comedy show. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely think once you get well to a certain point, uh, people are definitely biased as far as what you have to say. It's like we were talking about with uh, Steve, Steve Harvey. Harvey. Yeah, certain people like they can just say things and give a look to the camera. And people will just bust up laughing, and you're less like, dude, all he said was, not my mama, or whatever, you know, yeah. like, it's like, he just made a phrase, and then did a little, mm? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and then people are loving it, and you're like, if I did that, it would get crickets. Yeah. Nobody yeah. would be laughing. But you don't want to be that guy who thinks he's at that level, and Do does think- that shit. Do you think you could ever do what Carrot Top does? Like props and shit? Yeah. He's the only prop uh, comic. Yeah. I, I He like broke the mold. Like nobody after him was like, I could do props too. I've, I've only thought of one prop joke, but um, I don't know, man. Like he's kind of has a stranglehold on. Cause when I think of prop comedy, that's what I think of. And I like Carrot Top. I think of course. Funny. There's a reason why he's like in Vegas forever. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like he's like there because nobody goes and sees him. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. And I, it's just everybody, you know, obviously I think it's like he just doesn't get a big, uh, acceptance within the scene itself. You know, a lot of comedy, uh, guys or comedians, they're the ones that are like, uh, this guy's lame, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah, but is he making people laugh? Yeah. Like you might not like him because he's not what you bring. I forget who it was. Somebody said something about Carrot I think it was, uh, Louis Black, but they said, like, all the shit that we're going through, like, with open mics and shit, he did, but with a trunk full of props. And, like, that's pretty crazy. No shit. <laughs> yeah. He had people laugh at something that he took hours to make. <laughs> he, <Yeah. laughs> he put a pogo stick with tits on it, and then somebody didn't laugh, and he was like, oh, I guess my tit stick didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why you would have a tit stick. But... <laughs> so funny. All right. Uh, I think we're about ending that. I think we're about, yeah, we've done about enough. How do you feel? No, I feel good. Sweet. It's, it's cool. All right, guys, let's uh, just shove on out. And I want to thank, obviously, Cody, McIntyre, Mocklin, Macklin, Modlin. 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 <laughs> Modular. Yeah. Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, Cody, uh, definitely thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Do you want to uh, throw out any of your social media? Uh, all I have, really. I just Facebook. I just, Cody. McIntyre, Cody, Cody, C O D Y, and then Modulin, M O D G L I N. There you go. That's about it. So look him up on Facebook, guys, and obviously uh, just follow and rate and subscribe to this show, This Comics Live, and just go to uh, This Comics Live Pod at gmail.com if you want to write us an email or just yeah whatever. And uh, yeah, just uh, keep doing what you're doing. You've been listening to... This coming!